are so excited today. This is a special edition of our animated news uh, um, series that we have been doing this last um, six months or so. And we are doing our year in review. We're talking about all the animated films of 2018. I have a really amazing panel. And uh, I'm Rachel and Hayden is here. Hello. Yeah, thanks so much for, for joining uh, joining us on the uh, podcast. And, uh, and then we have Jonathan is here. Hey, glad to be back. Yeah. And then we have a new guest on this series. We have Larry from LC Screen Talk is here. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much, you guys. And as a whole, would you guys say it's been a strong year for animation or not so strong? What do you think, Caden? I think it's been a somewhat decent year. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been as strong as other years, but it's been good enough and it's had some gems. Yeah. Uh, What do you think, uh, Jonathan? I would say... As far as overall, it's kind of been a mixed bag, but I think the good has stro- far outweighed the bad. So in that respect, I think it's been a strong year because there have been some great movies this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you think, Larry? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, upon initial like thinking of the topic, I thought maybe it was a little bit kind of a May year, but once I sat down to make like my animation ranking for the year, I realized that um, I enjoyed most of the animated offerings this year. So I would say it was pretty strong. There was a lot of surprises and then the cream of the crop, the like best of the best were really good. So yeah, I think yeah. it's pretty strong. Yeah, I think so too. It, it does kind of sneak up on you. It feels like, Oh, it wasn't, wasn't that great. Uh, but then like when you really think about the mainstream releases, the fact that something like, uh Isle of Dogs may be kind of in the middle of my rankings. I'm like, that was a pretty good movie and I liked it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh so I don't know, it's 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 interesting. It hasn't been a great year for indies, and there's some that I'll we'll talk about that I'll uh that I did enjoy, but there isn't uh been that many of these sort of little films that I don't know, compared to other years, I just feel like there's been more <laughs> kind of indies or anime and maybe we just got really spoiled last year with anime but um uh but i don't know it's been an interesting interesting year in that regard there's been less films than there were last year uh where you know like last year you had three mainstream animated films just in june which was crazy uh so I don't know. That's actually been kind of a good thing, I think, <laughs> for the for the medium. Uh, so, all right. Well, we're going to dive in. We're going to talk about these films. And the first one we're going to talk about is Early Man from Ardman. And this movie I have a very complicated relationship with because I got to interview Nick Park for Rotoscopers, which was like one of the highlights of like you could call myself having a career uh, interviewing people that was definitely going to be up there that was so cool and uh and i i i really respect what they were trying to do and and a lot of the things that it had fun moments but overall it was pretty disappointing for me <laughs> um if i take out my personal kind of thing i i just 
didn't think it was funny. I don't know. I was, I just wish they had gone caveman as opposed to soccer. It just, I don't know. Um, but, and I didn't really like the character designs, the pig noses. I, one of my favorite, it wasn't cute. Like Sean, the sheep is so cute, you know, and I don't know. It's not awful. I didn't hate it. But I just found it kind of boring and not funny. Uh, Jonathan, I know, uh, what did you think of this one? I really liked this one. I don't think it was one of my favorites from Ardman, But I feel like Ardman is similar to Pixar in that even their worst is be- better than the rest. And I wouldn't even say this is their worst film. I, I think it's squarely in the middle. Um, uh-huh. But I found it really funny. I didn't, I'm pretty sure I didn't get half the jokes because it's very very british <laughs> like, yeah very soccer yeah i picked up some things from watching like i used to watch britcoms as a kid all the time because pbs would play british sitcoms so i picked up bits and pieces throughout the movie but i'm sure there was stuff that i wasn't picking up but other than that i thought it was very clever and i'm not a sports person i'm not a soccer person i didn't really care about like that angle of it but i felt that they did it in such a way that it was creative and fun and engaging and i didn't care about the character designs i didn't they're not as good as sean the sheep of course but i they didn't bother me i I, overall i thought it was a good film Uh yeah uh i can see i can see why uh you know they were definitely going for it and they're definitely trying something new which i respect uh, maybe my expectations were just too high. Uh, what did you think, Larry? Yeah, so this was one that kind of showed me how strong I thought the year in animation was overall. Because coming out of Early Man, I, I really thought it was a pretty solid film. I enjoyed the story that was being told overall. But once I sat down at the end of the year, it wasn't all that high. Uh, and it had been surpassed by quite a few animated films that I wouldn't have guessed Uh Um, I think maybe I found it to be pretty conventional when it came to the story itself yeah Um, like we've seen this story quite a few times and I actually agree with you on the animation the character design when it comes to the animation I just wanted everything to be a little bit cuter <laughs> yeah. or us to at least have more cute characters. We had maybe like one or two in there, but uh, the character design was just a little bit meh. I didn't, I think that was my biggest personal disconnect is I didn't really connect with many of the characters in the film itself, but uh, you always love to see these stop motion animation. It was still really well done, as you'd expect from Ardman. And I mean, the story was still nice. I enjoyed myself with the film. Um, so overall, I thought it was a solid offering, but not not great like I had seen with Ardman in the past. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it is kind of like uh, like Pixar, where we just hold it up to this very high high standard uh of filmmaking because they produced such good ones in the past i it probably is my least favorite to be honest i i mean i'm not a big fan of flushed away uh that's my second least favorite i guess <laughs> but uh but yeah it i don't know it, it's just it was just an interesting way to go they like soccer there so football i guess you say it so uh so okay real quick i'll mention a anime 
that came out this year called Fireworks. And this was not for me. I didn't really like it. It uh, it had had some pretty graphics, some pretty animation, but then it had some terrible animation mixed in. Uh, almost every good thing about this movie, you counterbalance it with something terrible about it. The story was kind of terrible, and it was so obviously trying to uh, feed off of uh, your name and in, in every way. <laughs> so when, um, but not as good. Uh, so that was a, a kind of, a, I think, a, a, an a, a animation anime dud that came out this year. Uh, so, all right. Well, let's talk about Isle of Dogs, our Wes Anderson film, stop motion film. Uh, so this movie, I, I think it's really, actually really funny. And if it were up to me in the world, I would nominate Isle of Dogs for a best production design because they never will because it's animated. But I just thought the attention to detail and every single background was so amazing. And I, I mean, I just want, I want to get, if they make a art of Isle of Dogs book, I'm totally going to buy it because I want to know how they made some of these backgrounds and some of these, the animation was so cool. And I thought the, um, the story with the dogs was so sweet and really classic Wes Anderson. The stuff with the humans wasn't as good, especially that um, uh, the American girl for an exchange student, which they had to do because they decided to make all of the characters have no subtitles. So they had to make an American character so you could have some kind of in i guess i don't know it was it was it was a they made bold choices but some of them didn't quite work out i don't think but overall i i did really enjoy it uh what about you Hayden? did you get to see this one yep i and i pretty much love it um uh -huh. um just um i'm i tend to be like a major um supporter of a stop motion Except this year, unfortunately, um, since I didn't see Early Man, but um, I saw this uh, the first chance I could get, and um, I love the production design. I love how weird and unique it can be. Um, yeah. um, I just love um, pretty much everything about it like despite it having a couple of flaws here and there yeah like i love that background with the like the with the glass bottles that oh it was so pretty and also the uh sushi scene yes really good uh i don't know what do you think jonathan i really liked this movie yeah um there were i i originally was thinking it was going to be like one of my favorites for the year but then some of them passed it but besides that i just thought it was really creative because it's one of those movies that people i think are going to underestimate because it's animated but this is a movie i wouldn't i would not call it a kids movie i thought the story was really well thought out and i really liked that they had no subtitles for all the japanese speaking characters I thought it was a good way to see the movie from the dog's point of view. I know this it probably wouldn't be the same if you actually are Japanese and understand them, but I liked the fact that I couldn't understand the people 
because it really made you connect with the dogs more and see the world the way they're seeing it. And it was just, it was so creative. There was so many sequences where it was just fun to watch, like the sushi scene that you just mentioned. Yeah, sushi scene is so good. And I saw like a little behind the scenes clip of them animating that. It just, I'm not even the biggest fan of like, if it was live action, I don't think I would like that scene very much, but just seeing them do that in animation, it was so cool. And, pl- and the characters. I love the characters. There were so many good characters in this movie. Mm. Just all over, it was a really good film. Yeah. And it was really funny for me because the big villain, Kobayashi, is funny because I work for Kobayashi America. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in after I was like, I told my, I told my boss well, when we were talking after, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> somebody has a beef against Kobayashi (laughs) oh there was Anderson Uh, that was funny but Larry what do you think of this one oh I loved Isle of Dogs I was kind of in that same boat when I first came out of it I thought okay I mean this is definitely going to be competing for number one animation of the year and then turns out it came up something like fourth on my list which is crazy um but what a beautifully animated film i completely agree with you rachel it it really should be nominated for production design and i wish that animation didn't get so pigeonholed into only getting nominated for the one category maybe it can get song but you know Mm -hmm. kubo was such a huge shock to get an editing nomination at the oscars so i mean it would be fantastic maybe the wes anderson angle could help it but i think it's going to be a tough task um but i'm i love wes anderson as a filmmaker i know that he's a bit divisive to people but i'm all on board with his style with his brand of humor all of it and this is like Wes Anderson to the max with uh, Isle of Dogs. I mean, when you talk about symmetry in film, this is like (laughs) symmetry in every single shot, in every way he can possibly think to do it. I mean, when you break up the frames in so many of these shots, it's insane, um, his attention to detail in the film. But it's just it's so gorgeous that the original score did get nominated at the Golden Globes and it is a great score. I think that the, I agree with you. I think that everything on Trash Island is fantastic, like pretty much perfect. <laughs> um, it is a weird kind of white savior thing that they set themselves up for with that American character. And I think unfortunately she's also kind of annoying uh <laughs> she wasn't my favorite yeah. uh, but she really did take away from everything to do over on like japan proper um but i thought the villain was actually pretty fun the this animation is amazing and the like the fur on the dogs everything when you see him like hugging the dogs that story is so beautiful we got a lot of dog films this year like there was quite a few (laughs) films that just centered around dogs and that relationship and this one really got the the connection between like humans and dogs and why that's such a special connection so i i loved most everything about the film a few hiccups but it really is it still is one of the best animated films of the year yeah oh i hope he continues to make stop motion animation i hope it did well enough that he's encouraged to keep going because we love it yeah it's great so all right 
Uh, then we have a little an indie that I uh, that you should check out if you have a chance. Um, is was a anime film called Makia, where where the promised flower blooms. This is by director Mariah Okada. It's really cool to see in the anime world that we are getting more female directors, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and this is an extremely ambitious film. Uh, it's a fantasy film about this woman who's kind of like an elf in Lord of the Rings. Uh, like she's immortal and she ends up finding this baby ends up raising this baby and the it's got all of these high fantasy elements of dragons and battles and all this stuff but it's at the core it's about a woman becoming a mother uh and i thought it was really beautiful and the animation is amazing and so it's definitely the hidden gem i think from this year if you want to seek out and a and a a film uh that this is really very bold very ambitious but very sweet little movie that i recommend if it ever gets on netflix or anything like that people should watch it uh so on a not so memorable note let's talk about sherlock gnomes <laughs> i think is is larry the only one who's seen this <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Oh. I, I'm never going to watch it ever. <laughs> I, Rachel I, and I are the unlucky ones. <laughs> That's why I was like, I need go to go on without us. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. So, how do you guys feel about the first Nomeo and Juliet? I forgot everything about it. <laughs> I I did not see it, and oh, I'm it. <laughs> because I. I just no <laughs> no <laughs> yeah I mean it's at best kind of harmless entertainment I guess but I'm like obviously you have to change the ending for <laughs> Romeo and Juliet for kids I get it but like I still don't like it <laughs> I'm, on this, I'm not a fan and pick a different story if you're going to bastardize it but then also, like, Elton John songs, like, what? Like, it was not my favorite. I just remember seeing the title being announced and just being like, no, <laughs> I, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now we, they decide, oh, let's have a sequel. And this was terrible. I think, the thing about it, it was that every character was irritating. I wanted to punch every character in the nose. They were all irritating, <laughs> especially the villain. I hated the villain, oh. fake James yeah. Corden. I thought for sure when I did my review, I was so sure it was James Corden. It sounded exactly like him, <laughs> and I found out it wasn't him. It's like, oh shoot! But oh, no. uh, uh, yeah, it, I, it it actually. I mean, just as far as like irritating characters i think i was more irritated watching this than watching the emoji movie just as far as irritation goes and uh i don't know it just did not i yeah larry what did you think yeah it's just i mean first of all 
it was, we want to talk about pointless films being made. Uh, this is the prime example of what's going on here. What, we couldn't use this, this money, these resources toward something else. Because it's not as if Romeo and Juliet made this exorbitant amount or was like this, you know, sleeper hit. It did fine at best when it comes to box office. So this is like, whoa, how did this get a sequel? And then... Oh, God. All of the... I love this. Most of this cast, they can't do anything to save this film. Yeah, that villain was awful. (laughs) Like, one of the most grating characters in film for 2018 was the villain of Sherlock Gnomes. But even Sherlock Gnomes himself was very irritating. (laughs) It was... then. And then the sequel, the only thing I thought was okay about the film was I did think it was inventive the way they tried to show Sherlock Gnomes' thought process. So, and of course they went to 2D because that's kind of like the fad, the cool thing to do, I think, in animation right now. Um, And it was kind of fun to watch that, but literally everything else, the plot, nobody cared. We got all of the same, like, stupid jokes back of like little gnomes sitting on the toilet the little one in that thong kini the weird frog gnome and her romance i just i didn't get it i i don't know it was it was horrible yeah 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 it i completely agree with everything you said and yeah and then there's that whole weird seg- segment in the dolls like oh my gosh. that was the Oh yeah, like the weird Kim or something. Mary J. Blige. Or Mary J. Blige. Yeah, Mary J. Blige being that like Barbie or whatever. Oh God, it's <laughs> I had forgot all about that whole segment of the film. <laughs> yes, I forgot Mary J. Blige was in here. Uh, all right, movie and four. <laughs> real, real quick, I'm just gonna say, talk about bad fake cussing. <laughs> Oh, no ship, Sherlock. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about much better film. Uh, Probably, I think, the most underappreciated film of the year is, except for by me, uh, is uh, Sergeant Stubby, an American, great American hero. This, I, I was so excited for this because I thought it was so well done and it's a new. Uh, American animated studio fun Academy coming out with this movie. And I just thought it did such a great job uh, of telling a war movie for kids. That's not nationalistic, like over overly nationalistic. Like they're, they're characters from, uh, from all the different sides that are pretty flushed out, pretty well done. Um, but, I felt like it was honest about the cost of war without being like traumatizing for children. Uh, and so it would be such a good discussion. I thought it was so smart that they didn't have stubby talk. And I, I, I just really liked it. I thought it was so sweet and I liked the narration and all the, the music was really good by Patrick Doyle. And it's one that I hope gets kind of circulated around uh schools and different things like that and has sort of a afterlife because it just got really screwed in distribution uh and it's just was recently put out on dvd it was barely got a release uh, on amazon but luckily paramount swooped in and kind of saved the day because uh, they have these insane rules that prevent small studios from being uh, from releasing their films on uh on amazon and walmart which is 
frustrating. And I don't know, they just faced so many challenges. And, but I think they did such a good job. And I hope that they have enough to try again, because I think it's a very promising start for a new studio, which makes me excited. So I think probably Larry's the only one that got to see this out of you guys, but you yeah, should, you should see I, it. I haven't. You should see it. Uh, Larry, what did you think? I'm sorry yeah. to stubby. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a wonderful little film. It was actually yeah. a pretty shock. Um, I went and saw this when it was in theaters, not really expecting much. And I thought it was a really cute, charming film. Another story about a dog this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, again, like you said, it was really nice to have the dog be the main focus of the film, but not have him be talking and running around and overly cartoonized. Um that he was adorable and his relationship with his human was really charming it was a really endearing story and I think getting these like real life or real events based on true story type of stories into animation is really something cool and something Mm -hmm. we don't get very often and it was just really well done so it was a way to I think endear kids to I mean it's already I mean when you're a kid you're pretty endeared to dogs Um, Mm. but I think it's a really nice way to endear kids to animals and show kind of I guess loyalty yeah everything good about dogs there um, while telling like this is actually a story compared to something that is just completely fiction like this is something a dog actually did a dog that actually was given these medals for what he did um and I, I, yeah, I think it was a, just a really sweet, cute, endearing little film. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. I mean, every, like, really, you should go see it. I, I think, I mean, you should rent it now that it's available. I'm sure it'll be on Netflix before too long. Uh, and it, it was just, they did a really good job. I'm, I'm proud of them. <laughs> I don't even know them, but I'm very proud. Uh, so anyway, all right. Well, let's let's skip ahead a little bit, talk to one that all of us have seen, uh, and then we'll go back. Uh, let's talk about Incredibles 2. So this was the long-awaited sequel to the first Incredibles, of course. And uh yeah for for me i i loved it i thought it was great i i thought that it did such a good job of being a story about parenting and how hard it is to be a parent without i i I was worried that they were gonna like slip into kind of the the uh the like men are terrible at being parents but they didn't really like uh mr incredible he figures everything out like he figures out about new math and he figures out how to help a violet and uh he 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 figures it out he just it's just exhausting he's just tired (laughs) but you can't relate to that you know like if you've spent any time around children uh then you will understand that yes they are the worst (laughs) sometimes they are so exhausting and i thought it totally captured that so well i loved edna's scenes where you know, she's talking about that uh, parenting is the most heroic act that you can do. Of course, it looked amazing. And I I thought that there were a lot of really fun visual moments. Like, I really liked that Void character. The, the, everything was, there was that, where that was, was really cool. And overall, you got more time for Frozone. It was really fun. I just really liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, what do you think, Hayden? Yeah, so I have been 
waiting for this movie a long time, obviously, because the first one is so important to me and personal to me, and I have a lot of fond memories towards it. And this, I have to say, was well worth the wait in pretty much every way. I think that it's both... In some ways, it isn't as good as the first, but in other ways, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, the action, I have to say, is honestly, like, much better in this one. It's not a knock against the original, but they really upped the ante here. And all the action scenes are just great and rivals some of the live-action superhero movies this year in terms of, of like, just style and and fluidity mm-hmm. yeah and it's very satisfying and funny and charming and yeah mm-hmm. i i really 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 dig this movie yeah jonathan what did you think yeah this one is one of my favorites for the year um i know a lot of people were criticizing it saying it seemed like a retread of the first one but i didn't think it was there were so many newer new scenes um i loved jack jack his scene with the raccoon has got to be one of my favorite scenes from any movie for the year i just thought it was brilliant it was like it was like something that looney tunes would do if looney tunes was still making cartoons today it was just so well paced and the expressions on the faces the raccoon i loved that scene so much and that that was that was one of the best scenes, but there were so many other good scenes in this movie. I just, yeah. I loved it. It was so creative and fun and exciting. Yeah, it's one of my favorites for the year. Yeah. Larry, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I loved Incredibles 2 as well. I really, I actually loved what it said regarding the parents um, in general. I love the development that both Mr. and Mrs. Incredible got um, in their respective roles. And... I thought it was, um, yeah, I, I really loved everything to do with both of their personal storylines as we mm-hmm. went throughout. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, of course, I have some of the same complaints that at large, I guess, there are in that the villain was fine, but nothing great. Certainly a step down for me from the Syndrome. original film. Yeah. Um, and of course, I was dying for more Edna Mode, um, but <laughs> but she was wonderful in the moments we did get with her. I'm glad we got more Frozone as well. I agree. That raccoon scene, actually, I just did a ranking of my favorite scenes, period, from all films, and it was on my top 10. I loved it. Um, in great part to the raccoon (laughs) and and their role in that scene was just so great the action in this film was amazing just beautifully shot the score of course was wonderful yet again um so overall i think it was a really strong sequel that really is right up there with the original in terms of quality and well worth the wait yeah yeah for sure just checking are we doing spoilers um I think so. I think it's fine. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to bring up that it's kind of funny that uh, we have Catherine Keener playing yet another villain who hypnotizes people after Get Out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Didn't think of that. Very, Very true. Very true. Yeah, she was just, she was serviceable to me, but... I just like her overall. Yeah. Her character wasn't great, but but she's always a joy to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
so <laughs> I think Larry and I were the only ones that suffered through the not good film of Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> oh, <my>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so bad. We'll just, yeah, it was even the animation this cat was what is it i don't know what it is about terrible animated films and cats but this was a terrible cat and it was so weird because it was obviously being marketed heavily to the chinese people but there's like it's kind of slightly like racist like what (laughs) like it's so weird (laughs) like why why are you making the chinese characters look like total buffoons and and weird it, it was awful. Don't see it. This was like the most grating experience <laughs> I had watching a film period this year. Like watch it. Oh God. I was, thank yeah. goodness it wasn't released to theaters because I would have probably felt that obligation to go watch it there. Um, but I wanted to turn it off <laughs> watching it on Netflix. I was so annoyed. These characters were terrible like yeah. i don't all of them including yeah. the little like cute little ducks no they oh god and the goose like our main character who we're supposed to like care about in some way it's the worst it's horrible like a yeah. horrible character yeah that cat just looked at me I'm, it's horrible it's if avoid it at all costs i don't even know why netflix hasn't taken it down it's still there yeah. to like torture future <laughs> generations it's yeah. terrible like i had to take like pausing breaks like <sighs> i'm gonna take pausing break i'll watch like 15 minutes of Tuck Tuck goose and then i'm gonna like <laughs> watch a hallmark movie for a little while and feel oh good about the world <laughs> it was the worst the worst so, there we go don't watch it all right uh then another small indie that might get talked about come award season maybe um is a little movie called liz and the blue bird this is by naoko yamada who did the si- a silent voice and it's based on a manga that's uh that's i guess pretty popular called euform reform reformia euformium something like that anyway it's about these two girls that are uh in a high school band and they have this deep friendship but it's a little unclear whether they're like more than friends it's a little confusing (laughs) um and i don't know if that's just a cultural difference from you know japan to america um because there's definitely a moment where i thought oh are they in love like i don't know it was a little it was confusing to me but it is beautiful and there are some touching moments i didn't love it as much as silent voice which i loved but it's definitely worth checking out there there's sort of this also this dual story of their talent the of this of this fairy tale that she's telling at the same time about this girl who falls in love with this bird it's weird but anyway if you get a chance it's worth checking out (laughs) um so uh then we have hotel transylvania 3 so this is our third in the gendy movies um and i actually really enjoyed this movie if there was a i guess a junk food movie of of the year for me that i just like really just liked (laughs) and i don't have like great reasons i don't know i just thought it was funny and i thought the final gag with the music really paid off for me it made me laugh and i thought that it looked nice and i i I think the villain wasn't even like necessary at all you could just like have it just been about them and and on the boat and then him like 
starting Drax starting to date again. That would have been it. You did not need this villain. But nevertheless, I just thought, I just enjoyed it. I liked it. Uh, do you get to see this one, Hayden? Yeah, I, I eventually um, watched it. And yeah, it was it was fun. It was just, it, it's not like gonna make any best of the year list or anything. But it's just like a, it's like a nice distraction to just take your mind off of things for like an hour and a half. So yeah. Yeah, it's a nice, like, fun little movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jonathan, did you get to see this one? Yes. This this one surprised me of how much I liked it. I, I had seen the other Hotel Transylvania movies, and they were fine. They were watchable. They weren't, like, favorite movies or anything, so I was expecting this one to be more of the same. I would say this is by far the best of the three. I just yeah, enjoyed too. it so much. I... If I had had time, I I might have even gone to see it again, because that just the end. I love the end with the Kraken and like the EDM and dubstep thing. I that was so hilarious. I loved it so much. Uh, just I like I like all these characters, so it was fun to see them in this new setting. And yeah, it was just it was a fun movie. I was surprised at how how much fun I had watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Larry, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. Um, It's so (laughs) amazing to me that Adam Sandler is like less juvenile when he decides to make animated films. Um, He, I mean, of course, some of that Adam Sandler is in there. It sneaks its way in every now and again. And that's what keeps the Hotel Transylvania franchise from moving up into like maybe a little bit higher rank for me totally but I loved the world building in this film I thought that was the the highlight of the film was seeing them go to these you know quote-unquote vacation destination for monsters it was really funny really creative I love that aspect and I just I, I like the family dynamic that they've created through these Hotel Transylvania films. I thought that worked. And I agree with you, on a, especially when it comes to, like, the big reveal of the villain. I think it would have been fine if she was just maybe on her own. Um, but then we wouldn't have gotten that wonderful end scene with the music battle uh, if he hadn't been around uh, Van Helsing. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a really fun uh, animated film for the year. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a good point about the world building. And it just looked sparkly. It was very like, ooh. <laughs> it's very fun. So uh, then we got Teen Titans go to the movies. And, uh, you know, evidently one of the worst films of the year, if you follow Grace Randolph. But I actually, I went into it, like, with zero expectations because I have, like, never seen the show. I know all the people that hate it. Uh, but uh, I, 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 I went in with zero expectations. I go in and I was laughing my head off. I thought it was so funny. I mean, just alone, the sequence where they go back in time and change the backstories for all this, all the superheroes was so funny. It's like, the, uh, it's like telling the Waynes, like, don't go down that alley, you know, that was funny and uh i just really liked it and i thought that it was well animated enough (laughs) it looked good enough to me (laughs) that i was fine with it and uh i know hey did you get to see this one yeah i did and 
I I have to say that I am not a major fan of the show, and I I don't think it deserves half of the hate it gets ultimately. Um, but the movie was really funny, and I was very pleasantly surprised. I was belly laughing in quite a few scenes, right? which I did not expect. Um, particularly, it was the time travel sequence. Yeah, that was and the I and it was I kind of loved how like dark like some of the jokes were. <laughs> like it was kind it kind of took me off guard. Um, like how how some of those jokes like they were able to do those and also the last line had me on the floor honestly (laughs) oh yeah yeah it was so funny i don't know uh jonathan you get to see this one yeah this is another one that surprised me of how good it was i've i haven't seen much of the show i've seen a few episodes enough to know that i think it is over hated like the show is not bad it's 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 for kids but it's well written and funny so i just expected this to be another one that was amusing for kids hopefully well written but it was actually really clever and hilarious and i love the music the, i wasn't expecting it to be practically a musical but it was it was just it was a surprising good time um i it's not as good as like even Hotel Transylvania, but it's still better than some other things that have happened this year. <laughs> that yeah. Disappointing yeah. to me, but I, 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 I really liked it. I, I, I bought this one, so that that tells you that something because I don't buy every movie I go see. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah, if you're gonna make a list of bad things that happened in 2018, Tea Times Go movies should not be on that list. Uh, no. <laughs> Larry, what do you think of this one? Oh, I loved this movie. So I I preferred it to Hotel Transylvania three. Mm-hmm. I actually preferred it to a lot of animation. It was really high on my animated film ranking for the year, mostly because I I also thought it was really funny and really well done it was like Deadpool for kids and how yeah. meta it was and it I thought it pulled it off really well that time travel sequence was amazing and then the fact that talking about dark the fact that they have to go and undo it and they like push the Waynes into that alley oh um, my God. it's like <laughs> insane but amazing that they went there I loved it I loved that original song that they had in there with the oh, bears yeah, that like crazy sequence that takes place <laughs> i mean it I is just so i thought it was so funny it was so inventive and creative it was very meta but it was done really well the whole dead deadpool joke throughout the uh thing with death strike as the villain right. i thought was really fun and really funny uh and having nicholas cage finally brought to the big screen as Superman. I mean, what, how could you, how could you not love it? I don't know. Um, there is a little bit too much like potty humor that I'm like, okay, this is a little much. This like weird pooping yeah. in the prop toilet is going on way too long. Yeah. Um, but I also loved that last line. I think the last line is what sealed it for me. My absolute love for it with Robin popping in and saying that it was great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's really funny. Yeah, you guys make me want to watch it after we do this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so very good. So a, a little another indie that I'll talk about is a anime film called The Night Is Short. Walk on, girl. This uh, it was interesting because the same director did uh, Lou Over the Wall, which I did not like at all um it was that movie made me nauseous um but this movie is completely bonkers um it's by mishiru oshima um but it's basically about this girl turns 21 and goes on this major like bender all night drinking drinking tons of alcohol which normally wouldn't be my thing but it was so beautifully animated really cool like unlike any anime film i i've really honestly seen it was very like the pops of color were really cool and it's like also kind of a musical which i'm like a huge fan of and it was funny and i just enjoyed it if you're up for something like out there that's totally ridiculous and weird and crazy uh then it's definitely one you should check out um yeah but i i really enjoyed it so um and uh so let's keep going we had uh, a new entry in the pokemon movies which i know larry got to see uh pokemon the power of us and i actually really liked it i think it was actually less convoluted than the last pokemon movie and i thought the animation wasn't quite as good as the last one but it was still solid and uh you liked it too larry right Yes, I pretty much agree with what you just said. I think the animation was maybe a step down, but I, I actually think I Choose You might be the best animation that a Pokemon movie has had. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed this story. I thought it had a really positive, it had a really positive enforcement message on how to handle something like environmentalism, because yeah. I think it was really, it discovered both sides well like it wasn't just like shame on you shame on you to to the people which i thought worked really well of course there was definitely some cheese in here uh the whole <laughs> pokemon power being repeated a lot at the end i'm yeah. like oh my gosh but uh for fans i think they'll be fine with it pikachu is at like peak cuteness right now yeah. in these last couple of films i'm like oh my gosh i just <laughs> I love you so much. Um, but I, yeah, I really like the story. I like the messaging of having to work together to solve problems. It just, I, I thought it was a really fun Pokemon movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really cute. People see it. It doesn't have any controversial Pokemon talking if people are it worried does about not. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pikachu goes back to not being able to speak English. Yeah. 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 That was very, people were very upset about the last movie. <laughs> Well then, uh, we'll see how they feel about Detective Pikachu. But I guess yeah. it's not an actual game where Pikachu talks. So I guess. Right. Also, in fairness, that establishes that um, the main character is the only one that can hear yeah. him. So I, I think no. I think that's what happened in I Choose You too. I just think a dream. Ash is the only one who could hear Pikachu say that. I think the problem was what came out of Pikachu's mouth. Um, if he had maybe said something better, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. But. <laughs> the most controversial <laughs> issues of today, climate change and <laughs> does Pikachu talk. <laughs> it's an outrage. But you're uh, not like a big Pokemon fan either, right, Rachel? Uh, no, I, I, it was kind of, I kind of missed it as far as, uh, 
as far as my like wasn't a part of my childhood or anything and i but i i've, I've liked these last two movies I thought and i think that's good. yeah i think that's what's great about them kind of rebooting the the films because they got so far into them is that both you somebody who's not really and yeah. then me who's like loves pokemon <laughs> as an adult <laughs> human being still loves pokemon. <laughs> um, but that we both really are on board and enjoying the new films yeah agreed yeah i think so um another uh anime that i got to see that i think did a good job of introducing um me to the characters without having watched the show is my hero academia the movie uh it uh i've never seen the show um it's kind of kind of x-men-ish like each of these characters find kind of finds out sort of like sky high x-men kind of a thing uh where each of the characters finds out they have a quirk which is like their superpower kind of and then they have to go to the school by hero academia where they learn how to use the powers and and uh and then you have the the lead character who doesn't have a quirk but uh like believes in himself enough that he's admitted to the school and uh and i actually thought this story if people had an open mind to anime and it was marketed effectively i think people would really like it i think it was a really solid superhero story i think the animation was really good i think it had some heart into it i didn't feel confused at all they did a nice little summary at the very very beginning of the series and what it's all about uh so it's definitely if you like superhero movies you should check it out it was actually pretty good uh i liked it so i i want to check it out now yeah you should yeah you should it's really good um so then let's talk about let's just skip ahead to one everybody's seen um let's talk about smallfoot uh so smallfoot came out of warner animation and uh i i don't know i'm kind of it's you know it's about this yeti story and i was very just bewildered by this movie i thought this movie was so strange like i thought the messaging was strange i thought that uh, it was pretty like i i don't know i just thought the music was so weird and in a way i kind of admire it because they just like went for it and did something super weird but like on the other hand i was just like what did i just watch this was so odd to me but i kind of liked the world building I liked this whole Yeti village and, and how they made everything out of ice. And I, I would like to actually read the art book because I'm very curious, like how they came up with the whole society, but the whole idea of the sort of this noble lie that you're telling people and that like, or I don't know that you shouldn't believe your elders. You should have certain skepticism, I guess is like interesting, but like also kind of cynical. And it, it was just weird. And I'm like, why is, why is there this, weird rap in the middle i to me the movie was just very strange and i don't know i kind of admire it because it was strange but it didn't really 100 percent work for me but i don't know hey did you just see this one i just have to say i think there's something we can all agree on zendaya is definitely michi yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> i agree yeah I, and I kind of just want to say i love how this movie became like a meme before it even came out yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that that i feel like that's a record or something i think that helped the movie actually. yeah it did <laughs> and now so everybody knows that so zendaya well. is michi and lebron james is guangi <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he's a veto historical okay 
that was um, the other weird part because it just had like a weird voice cast like very like i don't know it was just an odd movie to me yeah but this was <laughs> it was a trip <laughs> i have to say yeah yeah it was enjoyably weird for me um <laughs> I, yeah. I think I was, I wasn't really paying much that much attention when I saw this, but because I was kind of out of it. But yeah, um, <laughs> it it was it was definitely a a movie. Yeah, it was. It was a movie. <laughs> 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 <All right. laughs> Jonathan, do you get to see it? Yeah, I thought it was fine. It wasn't. It's definitely not like at the top of my list, but. I thought it was fine. I liked the world building. The characters were kind of forgettable. Um, I like their the... names, obviously. <laughs> yeah, no, the names are <laughs> memorable based solely on that weird song. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was it was fine. I liked it. I would, I might watch it again. But it wasn't one that I'm like, oh, I got to see this again. And I wouldn't give it a bad review, but I wouldn't say it's great. Yeah. I I I liked it, and that's it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I probably liked this film the most out of everybody here, because <laughs> I was actually shocked by Smallfoot. Um, I went in expecting to really not like it because I thought the trailers were just terrible. Um, so I was not looking forward to watching it, and I came out like, wow, that was quite the shock. I agree. <laughs> The messaging isn't a slam dunk, but I really liked the a little bit more advanced messages I thought that the film was going for about, uh, yeah, I guess questioning and being curious. I thought that was a really wonderful message. I also thought it was really interesting, the whole xenophobia kind of aspect to it that went in both ways. That was kind of a mutual fear of other um and kind of coming together on that i thought was done actually i thought that message was done really well um my biggest weird part was the musical aspect you mentioned the rapping which of course i guess if you're going to put common in any sort of musical setting you're going to have him do a rap at some point um but then you have james corden doing this like karaoke version of um under pressure that was like what what is going on? And then Zendaya's song is probably the best song. Um, but then you have the other song. I mean, there's just these very unmemorable, out-of-place songs. I don't think this needed to be a musical, so I don't know why they decided to go that route. Also, there was that really annoying one, uh, that little annoying Yeti that was part of their group that I was like, oh my gosh. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, can we ditch him? Like, let's... let's <laughs> trap him in a cave or something i don't know um and there are some moments where you're just like okay this is a bit much but really overall i enjoyed smallfoot a lot more than i thought i was mm-hmm. going to yeah yeah well like what i i'm a little still unsure what they were trying to say about youtube it was weird <laughs> Like this is I mean, here for there was, there was a lot of messages. I think that's the problem. Is they had a lot to say and they really tried to force all of those messages in. So a couple landed, but there was a lot that you're like, wait, what are you what? Yeah. 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 I mean I just picture the parents go driving home with their kids and the kids being like, 
what is you youtube and pressure and like what <laughs> like what is going I, I don't know but anyway there you go so they had a hit so there that that, that 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 happened um so uh there was a indie uh called mfkz that came out and uh this is based on a graphic novel uh and it was not for me i'll just say that i hated it uh it's very very chaotic and some people will like it for that um it kind of reminded me of sorry to bother you so you might love it hayden i don't know um but but it was very very uh just there was no like sense of sort of i don't know i felt like the movie was just like complete chaos from the beginning to end it didn't have really a structure to me and it was just like even the characters their designs made no sense and i'm sure that's part of the point of the film but i just felt kind of assaulted after i saw it i was just kind of like and i didn't like it it wasn't for me so yeah um anyway uh then they they had on uh real quick on netflix they had the movie next gen uh and i just actually watched it yesterday finally got to watch it and i thought this was perfectly harmless cute little girl and her robot story i there was just wasn't anything particularly memorable for me about it but i thought it was serviceable (laughs) it was fine uh i don't know jonathan you got to see this right yeah i really liked it i i guess i wasn't expecting it to be that great but as i liked it better than some of the other animated movies that i've seen this year Uh i thought it was really creative and i liked the world building i liked the designs of the robots i liked the voice cast i thought it was i thought it was really good Uh yeah i I would have seen this in theaters and i'm surprised it didn't go to theaters yeah i mean it was certainly better than sherlock gnomes which went to theaters so (laughs) you know it was probably the best i mean i never saw the other gnome what was it gnome alone that was yeah Netflix. i never watched that Uh, oh Oh, my god yeah uh so this this was probably the best netflix animated (laughs) film thus far because it's certainly better than duck duck goose um triumph (laughs) triumph yes um I just found that my main problem with this film was I actually found our main character to be quite unlikable for a far too long. I think they kept that main girl unlikable for too too much of the film to where she was making like really questionable decisions, like about to kill her classmates with this robot. And you have this sweet, gentle robot. I don't know. I, I was just off put by our main character for a good portion of the movie. And we mm-hmm. had the sad sob story, which of course you can understand her, but it, it was a bit much for me that I was like, okay, we need to get around this corner where she starts to realize and kind of comes around because I think she's been in this negative space for too much of the film. Um, but in saying that, I did think the robot was really pleasant, but I mean, he was kind of a retread of Baymax in many yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, I guess it just, it was a perfectly pleasant, perfectly fine movie, but it, it did remind me of a little bit lesser version of something like Big Hero 6. Um, yeah, I thought it was, it was yeah. fine. Yeah, I think it is, it does feel very derivative of a lot of different movies, but it was perfectly serviceable and enjoyable if you... Yeah 
I have a, a hankering for watching a sci-fi film, then go for it. Um, okay, then uh, we have Ralph Breaks the Internet. This was pretty exciting. Uh, everybody was looking forward to it, probably except for me. I was the only one who was like, I don't know. But um, uh, but yeah, so Ralph Breaks the Internet it was their sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. And uh, they decided to go online, which I was very skeptical of that decision because I feel like the whole appeal of the first movie is kind of its vintage quality and uh and it's uh, sort of an old-fashioned uh story uh turned on its head with the hero with the villain becoming wanting to not be the bad guy anymore that's the whole appeal uh and so the idea of going online seemed like a big mistake to me but i really dug it i thought it was super funny and i thought that it wasn't a parody film like i was afraid it would be uh all of the jokes actually like mattered to the story and they all kind of built up like the uh things like the this the spammy uh, uh thing it was like there was a lot of jokes in, involved with that uh and that worked in, as part of the plot and i i thought it actually had like a really good message because uh the the thing is is that it's easy to accept people that think about life and think about things the way that you do but in this case you have Ralph having to learn to accept Penelope's different way of looking at the world. Like she sees it fundamentally different and accepting her for who she is. And I thought that was actually a really touching message. It was more subtle, more nuanced, I think, than the original as far as messaging. I, I really liked the, the, the chasing, the, 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 the um, racing scenes, I guess, in Slaughter Race. I thought it was a, were great. I, i i just i the, of course the princess scene was hilarious it was way better than what they showed at d23 and i mean we got an alan macon song with it and ariel was like the standout which of course i'm going to be a fan of and yeah so i really enjoyed it what did you think hayden yeah um well i was definitely looking forward to this one um because the first is another one that's actually really personal to me mm -hmm. um and I think that in some ways it is a better movie overall. I, I'm, I'm just going to preface it actually by saying that I do actually really like this movie mm -hmm. a lot. Um, but I think it's a better movie. It's a better made movie than the first, but I think the first is a little more personal for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I have, I kind of like it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, uh, this is a very... It was a, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it was funny. It was very heartfelt. It was, it was a funny, it was um, just everything about it. I, I found myself enjoying it and honestly, even more the second time. Um, uh, Spamly is husband material for sure. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. What do you, what do you think, Jonathan? Yeah, this is one of my favorites of the year. I mm -hmm. really liked this movie. I I wasn't sure what I was should be expecting going in because Disney doesn't do that many sequels, like proper theatrical sequels, and mm -hmm. it seems like with this and then Frozen Two, I was hoping that it was not going to be like a cash grab type thing. I was 
like mildly optimistic but slightly afraid that it was not going to be good but my fears were quelled i really liked it i thought they did a great job in setting it apart from the first one building on what they had and even growing the characters um just the world building was so good the internet the everything they did in the internet was so good i was one of the things i was most afraid of was the um oh my disney scene because that just felt like it was going to be horrible corporate synergy is like why do they need to go to oh my disney the weird buzzfeed knockoff that disney has created which is a real website Uh but the way it was incorporated into the film actually made sense and was nothing like what i was afraid it was going to be and the way they handled the princesses was great i loved all of their scenes i loved the end scene when they came back it was just all around it was surprisingly good and I loved it. It was it's one of my favorites of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Larry, what do you think? I'll keep the love fest going because I adored Ralph Breaks the Internet. I have to say, I still think that's not a great title, and I wish yeah. they would Same. have. I agree with a different title, but what you're going to do at this point? Um, but the Disney princesses were so good. This uh, this is what I think Disney's live action marketing team needs to like take notes from the princesses here this is how you like pay homage to the original while still acknowledging maybe that eh, they're not perfect we can have fun with it at this point but Mm -hmm. still being respectful and funny and fun about it i loved Mm -hmm. their like revival scene at the end where they get to save ralph um (laughs) i thought was so funny and wonderful i just i loved everything about them i loved pocahontas walking around with her wind and like blowing him at the end like pushing it over yeah uh, it was great also um, we know that um snow ralph is gonna end up being a cosplay <laughs> by at least one person i didn't yeah. even think of that but oh, that would be wonderful. genius wonderful and ca- casual princesses are like my yes, new favorite casual princesses are amazing i i agree with rachel on the messaging i think that's what really I don't know. I feel like people didn't quite appreciate the friendship message as much as I did leaving Mm -hmm. the theater because I thought it was so well done. It's such a sophisticated message that I've never really seen tackled in this way for a family film or really you don't see it tackled even in non-family films like Mm -hmm. this. And I thought it was so well done. And, you know, having them be separated at the end, I thought was really daring, but a great mm-hmm. move that really paid off and was a good teaching moment actually for all of us not just for yeah. children i think it was a good teaching moment for everyone mm-hmm. um so i think that was a huge success but of course all of the world building the internet was amazing the animation was stunning i do <laughs> i know some people had a problem with it but i thought it was pretty creative how they incorporated ralph like literally breaking the internet though um and actually Mm -hmm. did at least bring in that title some way somehow um i do want to say 
since when is it so easy to get like millions upon millions of likes and uh, <laughs> views on your YouTube videos? I would love to know the the secret. Yes, that's probably um, my but... <laughs> biggest problem with the film. That was very <laughs> how do you Taraji P come and enlighten me? Um, but no, I think it was great. I loved the both of the post credit sequences. I thought were really funny and fun. It everything worked for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say they thought that they made ralph too unlikable but in my opinion like he needed to go there in order to uh i just felt like it was him being a, a dynamic character mm-hmm. and him growing and changing i didn't feel like it was him being like yes he's being unlikable but like you needed that for him to grow and change and and, and really accept this new reality of vanellope uh staying in slaughter race like <laughs> oh that's I don't know. a I don't know. I think that's a really weird complaint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if they had left him there, sure, then of course you complain. But uh, I don't know. That, yeah, that's a weird complaint to me. Yeah, I agreed. I, uh, yeah. Um, something that's actually really funny. Um, the first one, for me at least, the first one came out right um, the year before I was going off to college. Um, and it's the last it's the last Walt Disney Animation Studios movie that came out before I was going to college. Mm-hmm. And the second one is the first one that came out after I graduated college. And oh. both of these were ones that I, I'm, and uh, first one I saw in LA and the next uh, couple of um, Walt Disney Animation Studios movies I saw in um, New York and London, and then this one I saw in Los Angeles again. So it's kind of funny, full circle sort of thing for me. Ah, nice. It's like the. the, the did you feel like you had a similar growth as Ralph I, <laughs> through I, the course of the movies? <laughs> I I always kind of related more to Vanellope a little more okay. personally, but um, in terms of that, it, it was very similar. I had a pretty similar growth to Vanellope actually. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. That. Yeah, I, 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 I really and Gal Gadot surprised. She yeah. did great. She was oh, really good. She was, she was a good voice. Bigger I, character than I was expecting because she was at least announced pretty late into the project. So I thought, oh, she's just gonna have this. But she was a pretty, pretty big character. So I knew though. Oh yeah. Someone may or may not have told me. Yeah. <laughs> like beforehand. So. All right. Well, let's talk about the Grinch. So Illumination. They're the uh, evil geniuses of animation. <laughs> That's what I like to say because they know how to make money. There's, you, you, it's impossible to deny it. They know how to make money on their animated films. So, very good job uh, from them. And this was fine. I was kind of bland for me. I didn't really like the way that they uh, that they changed the message of the story not as bad as the lorax that's for sure but like the the message of the of the original book slash or short is that the who's down in whoville the tall and the small realized that christmas doesn't come from a store that christmas means so much more and they go out and they sing because without any presence at all and that's what warms the grinch's heart and i felt like in this the main message of the movie was the Grinch was lonely, and that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, being lonely is sad. That was the main message of the movie. There you go. Um, and I felt like a lot of the humor just blah. Like, 
why is it funny that he's inventing things i don't understand why that's funny um and they like totally messed up the song like the song was just like f completely forgettable you're like did they have the song was it in there i don't even know and bennett Cumberbatch was completely wasted why have him do this voice i have no idea and but it was fine like you're not gonna it's not i wasn't offended it was like it was fine but i i just didn't love i i was just very like blah on this one for me but it is christmas movie and i like christmas movies so yeah uh <laughs> what do you think of this one i okay. know you responded to it but so i actually really liked this movie uh -huh. a lot more than i expected to um from the advertisements and i actually wrote like a really extensive review on why it personally meant a lot to me um and you can probably find that on my letterbox uh somewhere um but um put it lightly um it made me cry near the end and i was not expecting that i was not expecting the grinch movie to make me like weep <laughs> and like i i felt like a lot of uh like connections to it and i thought I really liked the animation cell. I thought it was like really charming and nice. It had a lot of issues, but I think that in the end, the third act um, kind of, for me, um, pushed it um, to me really, really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And a side note, um, I just want to say that it was actually Cumberbatch's decision to do that voice. Really? Um, because he said uh, that he wanted, he didn't want, he wanted to like uh, feel like in place with the rest of the American cast, mm -hmm. apparently. So weird. Yeah, so that weird. was his decision. Hmm. Uh, Jonathan, did you see this? Yeah, this one was also surprising to me, but in the opposite way, because I expected to at least enjoy the movie, and I was just annoyed by it for most of it. I mean, it's a fine movie. I, the animation was amazing. There was a lot of things in this movie that was great, but I feel like it's so much wasted potential. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to take anything away from how it connected with Hayden, but for me, it, it didn't connect with me. I was annoyed by Cindy Lou Who. I thought she was like the worst character. She was like sickeningly sweet to the point of very unrealistic like children do not act this way I, at least children that i know some 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 are nicer than others but none of them are as perfectly sweet and adorable and innocent as this one and she just got too much screen time the the grinch needed the like half of her screen time because the grinch i feel like he was as for as much as he was the main focus of the movie he didn't have enough realistic character development like like rachel said his the main focus was he was alone and that sad which is basically true like uh, well the other thing so that's much... weird is that they never gave cindy lou her wish like she wishes that i thought that's i was honestly thinking for a while i'm like is Cindy Lou Who's mom and the Grinch are they gonna like end up together? Because like 
I was waiting for her to like fall, you know, because that was her wish was that her mom would fall in love, right? That, and then, and then, like, she never I don't does. really remember what her wish was. I just because <laughs> she's like, oh, my mom is alone, so I'm gonna wish for her to not be alone. And I guess, like, I don't know. It was that was weird, but I don't know, Larry. What did you think? So I'm basically the Grinch incarnate. So going in, I was saying, let's see what we've got. My problem, so I ended up being pretty meh on the Grinch overall, kind of like Rachel. I wasn't offended, but I didn't really love it. Um, I agree. I don't understand what is so entertaining to movie studios about, like, watching characters do really weird and mundane things like watching the Grinch just eating breakfast and doing like doing this weird random stuff I'm like why why are we watching this like who cares um and then so what I loved actually was the in the first act I loved getting to see the Grinch actually be mean in like really funny ways I think if we had had more instances of him basically just like trolling the who's it that was like my favorite moment of the whole film is him like going in and just kind of like trolling them i also really enjoyed the choir that like chased him through the town that I was one that of my was, favorite parts that I think was that might have my been favorite time. moment of the film was him going into the town early having the choir like chasing him and hunting him down and then him trolling them um, but then after that, I don't think the Grinch was all that Grinchy, to be honest. Um, we didn't get all of that. I think Max was adorable. Like, that was my favorite. I was like, okay, Max is really cute. But did we need the reindeer? Like, the actual reindeer? Why was he Oh, added yeah, I hated that reindeer. I don't, I was like, why is he added to the story? I thought Cindy Lou Who's plot was strangely like antithetical to the message of like kidnapping Santa. It was like Nightmare Before Christmas style. Like we're gonna capture Santa so he gets my my letter. I don't know. It was a very weird little subplot she had with her friends. I thought I thought her as a character. I actually thought she was fine. I I thought her mom was fine. And then I thought the ending was so schmaltzy that I, I got like a toothache from it. It was too much for me <laughs> the way it ended. Um, but I mean, it's, it, it looked pretty. The animation was some of the best from Illumination to date. So yeah. I guess there's that. Yeah, it didn't make me want to die or anything, but it was not, not my favorite. Um, okay, so real quick, uh, there was a there's an indie film that might come up come oscars you know there's always those indies that sneak in called tito and the birds i got to interview the director and producer uh, over on rotoscopers uh this is a very creative story about that like fear has become such a problem that it's like actually become a, a disease that people can catch you can catch fear and the fear is the anyway um it was very creative uh, beautiful animation looks kind of like oil paintings uh it's a little heavy-handed i think in the messaging and some of the other choices uh but if you get a chance to see it i would definitely check it out it was creative uh so and then i got to see mariah i know that larry has seen it um i saw it too oh you got to see it too great yeah. okay I am the only one that hasn't seen it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Mariah, director uh, Moro Hosada, who is a great director, 
Um, and this movie was a lot more creative than I was expecting. And I think the name is wrong. It should be called Kin because it's about the, it's hardly about Mariah at all. Yeah. Like she's just one of the characters who kind of just all about how like family helps It's magical realism about how fam family helps this little boy learn to love his sister. And it was so cute. I loved it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, uh Jonathan, what do you think of it? I really liked this movie. Yeah, it, it was so good. I a part part of me wanted to at the beginning I was annoyed by the child because he was a child, but in a way that's good because <laughs> they captured a four-year-old perfectly. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> <laughs> just the his temper tantrums, the way he moved. Just everything about him was such a four-year-old. And even though I found it annoying, that, in a weird way, I liked that I was annoyed by him <laughs> because it was so realistic. But then everything else, all the fantastical imagery and the sequences where he's meeting his sister from the future and the other people from the past and the dog and everything, it was so good. Just, it was so creative. It was something i'd never seen before yeah it just i really liked it and i haven't been able to see many of the imported movies from all over the world but i made a point to see this one because i'd heard it was going to be so good and i'm glad i did because it was totally worth it i highly recommend yeah. this one it was really small for uh for an anime film like usually they i don't know they they don't have that kind of intimacy of just like this small story about this one, uh, you know, they try to be like something like um, uh, um, when Marnie was there. It's kind of a similar story when you think about the plot elements, but it's like much more epic in feel and in things. Whereas this was just like a small little story about this little boy. Uh, Larry, what do you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I agree. I loved the animation in the film, of course. Uh, in particular, I really enjoyed the train when he goes to the, the train station and is in the Lost and Found or whatever. Um, but I thought that sequence was just really kind of scary, but really cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a really, a really well done. But all of the animation was really well done. I loved that we did have this kind of Christmas carol feel to it uh, as we have yeah. like ghost of present past and future all coming to kind of show him the way of how family how important family is um and kind of show him empathy as well on teach him that empathy message i thought worked really well i am with jonathan um i guess i i appreciated that it was real it was a little bit much for me to overcome <laughs> with that little boy i was like oh my gosh somebody get this child he's a little much for me um and then some ways that the parents handled it i mean i also understood that they were dealing with this for the first time and i was like oh my gosh what are you parents doing i don't know what what kind of logic is going through this mother's head right now i'm not sure um but... yeah this is the year for like stressed out animated dads <laughs> yeah. mr incredible yeah drac yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. this is a hard year for dads <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> but I do hope that this kind of snags that fifth spot in the Oscar nominees. Um, yeah. I think it's deserving. Although maybe I, on a personal level, didn't like it then as much as a couple other animated films. I think it it would be it would be my pick to be that fifth slot holder. Yeah, me too. I think that it. I think it deserves it. I think it's a really good movie. And I just want to see a non-Studio Ghibli anime film get nominated. Because so far it's never happened. And that's just crazy talk. Like, I mean, that's nuts. Like, other, there's so many good anime films. Like, the Academy should be recognizing. Like, if you're not going to nominate your name or Silent Voice, like, come on. Let's nominate Rye. It was <laughs> really good but uh i don't they just have this bias against it which i do not understand but anyway all right we have just one more this is very exciting uh so we have spider-man into the spider-verse <laughs> that uh was so amazing like the build-up the hype was very hyped for this movie it was huge i tried my best to kind of like with a couple movies this year i've really actively almost told myself oh it's not gonna be good to try to like counter out balance the <laughs> hype because it's it's hard like when you're so excited for something uh and for it to live up to that hype and you did in my opinion yeah it was so great i thought the story was great i liked miles as a character i loved the all the different spider-men from the parallel universes every single one of them i liked i thought they were great i mean the animation hello amazing and i don't know i i i really had almost no flaws with the movie i mean if your child has like sensory issues then you might want to not see it on the big screen but that was really the only like and that's not only a flaw it's just like a, a choice um I don't know. I really just thought it was about perfect. I absolutely adored it. And uh, what do you think, Hayden? To quote Lady Gaga, <laughs> talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular, never the same, totally unique, completely not ever been done before. Yeah. I love this movie so much. I saw it for the third time yesterday. Um, everything about it just worked for me. I just... Obviously, the animation's incredible, but the characters were great. The writing was so effective, and I loved all the different spider people. Um, Peter B. was amazing, and I want to marry him. And also, <laughs> it's always great for John Mulaney to be in things. John Mulaney should always be in more things. Um, Nicolas Cage was amazing. Uh, Spider-Gwen, Haley Steinfeld was really good. Um, I was laughing and it was just, God, it's so good. It's just so good. I, I love this yeah. movie so much. It's difficult to put into words. Yeah. Jonathan, what do you think? I expected to really like this movie. I don't think I expected it to instantly become my favorite animated movie of the year. Right. It was so good. I, I have now seen this movie twice in the theater. I would, I would go see it again without hesitation. It was so creative, so colorful. The characters were so good. The storyline was great. The writing was great. Everything about this movie was amazing. I, 
I I don't want to say that I was surprised that it was so good, but I'm surprised that it was so incredibly good. It, it just it it blew me away. This is if you don't see any of the other animated movies, at least see this one because this is it's so different. It's so different than any of the other animated movies. It's like somewhere between CGI and 2D and every animated technique that they throw in there is just so creatively well done. I just, I'm, I can't praise this movie enough for the level of creativity and thought that has been put into every detail of this movie. Yeah. 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 Larry, what do you think? Yeah, I really just thought it was something really special. Um, that, that was kind of been my summation of it. It was really something special. And I also just saw it last night for a second time um, and was equally blown away last night as I was the first time I watched it. Of course, just the general animation was fantastic, but when we talk about bringing in all of these other characters from these other dimensions, having them have their own unique animation style and yeah. so seamlessly, like blending all of that different styles into one you know, screen as they did action, it was all flowing. I thought, oh, I mean, it's really from an animation standpoint, this is such, a feat of a film. It is amazing. And then Miles as a character is so good. I thought they developed his character so well. And the relationships that he has with his uncle and with his father are, and Peter are all so heartfelt and well-established. That scene where his dad is giving that speech, like talking to him through the door, hit so hard because I thought it was really earned. Yeah. Um, and then again, when Spider, when he becomes Spider-Man, when he takes that leap of faith, it is such an amazing moment because they establish everything so well up to that point. They've really built up to this moment. And I, I think it's amazing. I really, I'm like you, Rachel. I know some people have faults with Kingpin. I liked Kingpin's design. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I love Doc Ock. I thought she was, oh, she was great. Oh, I was I like, her. yes, Doc Ock. <laughs> Um, I, I really, I, I, I agree with you. I find very little flaw with the film. I think it was really spectacular. Yeah, it was a joy to watch. It just made me so happy. I, I mean, I, I, I knew when I saw the little, um, there was the best part of Venom was the, <laughs> the post credit <laughs> of Into the Spider-Verse. I was like, oh. And uh, just the way that they did the movement and the flow and, and the way that they worked in the music was brilliant. Daniel Pemberton did such a great job. I, I thought the sound design was brilliant. The way they created just that immersive feel. It, I mean, it felt like 3D and yet it was 2D animation and it wasn't even 3D. I, at least I didn't see any 3D. I don't know. It was just brilliant. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, and it's just been really amazing to see like it receive almost universal acclaim and also just to see all the different stories from all the different animators come out about the choices they made i mean they've even released a spider-verse christmas album like it's just <laughs> amazing i love this movie and i uh, i think it's really special and i think it's so exciting to see what can what can happen at 
going forward in i think it could be a real game changer in the world of animation i hope it is and i hope that the academy isn't put off by the fact that it's a superhero movie or the fact that it's by sony animation and they certainly should be nominated and i i think it should win Definitely. We all better win do we all I'm agree so scared. Yes. i'm like so scared though because every time those stupid anonymous oscar ballots come out i just dread getting to the animated portion because yeah. everything is so ignorant they never watch them they like look down on animation so much and i think that once even some general audience like i think the box office has been okay but not great for the film yeah that people are kind of seeing this as more of a kid's fair. Like just from the outside looking at it, people are like, oh, that's a, a children's animated. It's not sophisticated. So I'm really scared that the Academy, at least when it comes to voting for the winner, is just mm -hmm. going to overlook it and click off the Pixar. It's just going to click off Incredibles 2 and move on or not vote at all. Uh, but I hope it does. It's or I Love Dogs because it's Wes Anderson. They could very well do that too. That's not impossible. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, and it's, and Incredibles 2 is a great film, but this is a game changer. This is a movie that is going to affect generations of films, or it certainly should, that's for sure. And it also has an African-American director, Peter, co-director, Peter Ramsey. Yeah, uh, biracial lead. Oh, yeah. 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 So come on, Academy. Uh, let's <laughs> give the program. Please come I on. I say this as someone who loves Disney with all my heart. And I love Disney. I love Pixar. I love everything. Please just give it to another studio for a change. Please. But in this case, it's so deserved. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But, like, especially since it's so deserved. Please finally give it to another studio. Yeah, yeah this is a year where Pixar and Disney animated studios brought their A game. I mean, right. they came with it this but year and they were just bested. I mean, that's uh, for me, that's the simple yeah. fact. They just, yeah. I mean, they brought something wonderful themselves, but somebody just brought something even better. And yeah. that's yeah. why it's so deserving of the win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, agreed. All right, great. Well, this has been really fun. I've really enjoyed talking about all of these films. I think it's been a pretty good year in animation. I, I, I've really enjoyed it for the most part when I'm not watching Duck, Duck, Goose. And it's, <laughs> it's just been a lot of fun to talk about it with you, with you guys. So, uh, Aiden, um, how can people find you online? Uh, how can people reach you? My personal Twitter is at Pinafore Geek, and my professional acting Twitter, which would be lovely if you could follow it, is at the Hayden Wilder. Great. And uh, and then Jonathan, how can people find you? You can find me at John J North, Facebook, Twitter, etc. And my YouTube channel is iHeart Animation. Great. And uh, Larry. Yes, so you can find me across all the social platforms, so YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at LC Screen Talk. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, iTunes, and on YouTube. So make sure to check that out on all of our social media. Make sure to check that out. And if you can leave your reviews on your ratings and reviews on iTunes, it really helps out the podcast. And if you give us a thumbs up here on YouTube, that's very helpful as well. So thanks so much, you guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully 2019 will be as, uh, as good a year for animation. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Bye.
Bye. Bye. Bye.